This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. There's a high fly ball from KMOX Sports. That's it deep to left field, and it's a To the Meyer Jensen Sports on a Sunday morning. Oh, and driving jam time! The Philippines win this one. Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm, because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. Come back, pattern caught! Touchdown! Kansas City! Now, sports on a Sunday morning on America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Great to be with you once again. Sports on a Sunday morning coming to you from the Stiefel Sports Studio. Tom Ackerman with you. Great hour with Ollie Marmel, also with Darren Pang and Rebecca Tillett, the new women's coach at St. Louis University. We are all set for a second hour now of sports on a Sunday morning, and we have the USBWA Awards. This was a terrific night at the Missouri Athletic Club on Monday, and we start things off with the Hall of Fame coach John Calipari here in St. Louis introducing his Player of the Year in college basketball. He made the rounds unanimous Player of the Year from the University of Kentucky, Oscar Sheboy. First of all, Coach... Describe, if you would, for the crowd, what we're seeing here. What kind of a player, what kind of a person playing for your program? Um, I, I, this is going to be a little more serious. Um, the most important thing that I can tell you about this young man is his strong faith is his foundation. I am a sinner. <laughs> and why are you laughing? I'm serious. And when I'm around him, I really feel like a sinner. <laughs> but his strong faith, I think, is what's kept him going. The second thing I would tell you, he's an unbelievable teammate. Um, his demeanor, I mean, he got fouled on every possession, if you watch this play. I mean, there were officials telling me, tell him to tuck his shirt in. What? Tell the guy, quit jerking it out of his pants. <laughs> Never would say one word to the officials. His teammates, because he's a big guy, they don't like to pass the ball to guards, do they? You have to go, and he would never say a word. He would maybe come over to me and say, Coach, maybe have him pass me the ball every once in a while. <laughs> and this is the player of the year, unanimous throughout this country. He got every award. That's who he is. And <laughs> la <laughs> last thing is when you hear him, 
it's authentic. There's no, this is who he is. So how about I do this? Let me introduce you to Oscar Shibway. Can you all say that with me? Shibway. Thank you very much. Uh, I really, I really appreciate it. It is an honor to be uh, here uh, for the for the trophy. I remember when I first came to school, um, we were struggling. The team was struggling. I told coaches, "Hey, coach, um, I really want to help you, but does any way you can sneak me in again?" Uh, <laughs> coach said, "No, man. When you transfer in the middle of the season, you are you gotta sit out for the whole year." <laughs> <laughs> I said, okay, coach. So we went through the season. Uh, we, uh, we didn't have a good season. After the season, and I went up with coach in his office. I said, coach, uh, I need to talk to you. Coach said, talk about what? I said, come in the office, kid. So I went in the office, uh, get in the office. And the coach said, I had told coach, I said, I really want to help you. But I want to hear from you the stuff I need to start work on. And uh, we got to make plans for this coming season. I told coach, I said, I know one thing I can do better is rebound the ball right now. But I need to work on my offense and move because when I first came, I don't know if I was overweight. I don't know because I was not moving like Coach wanted me to move. To. <laughs> I know Coach was getting pissed off all the time underneath the rim. <laughs> all the time. So I told Coach, I said, I want to have it. 20 rebounds. Coach said, 20 rebounds? I've never seen anybody have a 20 rebounds. So, and I said, okay, Coach, um, that's what I'm trying to have this season. So when you went through the season and everything, I told Coach, help me in the offense, but I can help you with um, defense, grab a rebound. So we went through the season. I was working hard, working hard. Um, I still can't believe I'm receiving this trophy without accomplished what I promised him, a 20 rebound. I only grabbed it tw uh, 15. I said... 16. <laughs> every, every time I see my coach, I feel like I owe him something because I did promise him 20. <laughs> That's the first lie he's ever told. <laughs> that was it. Um, I really had a great time being part of the Kentucky this year, um, all those, my teammates, we had a great time. Most of the thing I always do is before the game is call all of them in my room. Come in my room, we gotta talk. Uh, everybody gonna come in my room. First of all, I say, we gotta read scriptures. We gotta read these scripture. God wants us to read these scriptures. It's gonna help us with the game with a different mentality. We're gonna go with the word of God. It's gonna encourage us to play like warriors. Everybody gonna be like, come on, man, like, we good, man, we don't wanna, <laughs> we don't wanna hear that. The best thing I've done, like, because I know uh, God want me to help somebody else, um, I wanted to start with my teammates, is to help with them with the word of God. Because the word of God always changes people. It changes people, make you become a warrior, it make you become, start thinking at a different level. That's why I feel like I'm accomplished these things because for me to start with the word of God, because the word of God is everything is possible if you just trust in God. And my mom, I called my mom about all this trophy. Hey mom, listen, I'm a national player of the year. She said, what is the national player of the year? 
say, what is the national player of the year? I said, national player, he's like, you win the MVP, you are the best player. And she said, how was your grade? <laughs> I said, it is so crazy. You don't even get excited. You're asking me about grade? I said, oh, OK, uh, we're going to talk about grade another time. In this moment, I feel like I got to celebrate what God is bringing to my life and everything. It is, uh, it is haunting. My mom, funny thing is she never understand basketball, the game of basketball. Even I seen the video, watch the game. She just go crazy when somebody shoot ball from far and they win. And she said, how do you make that? That's magic. <laughs> It is a, she says, it's magic. How people make a basketball from far like that? I say, it's a, I say it is a practice. People when you practice, uh, so she never believes, she never understands. That's the only person I know love me for me, never care about what I am. <laughs> I'm very excited to be here, and I'm very happy. Um, and I thank God to be here. I don't think I could have done it with my own, but God has brought me here to show all the people what he can do more and me and to help others too. So I'm very excited and thank you very much. I'll tell you what, that was awesome. The University of Kentucky is an incredible program with great history and high expectations. I'd want this guy as my teammate any day. Wow. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the USBWA presents the Good Guy Award to an individual who works with members of the news media to promote college basketball. He is terrific with us. He has been for many years, and we're going to spend a few moments with him to wrap up the evening. Please welcome the head coach at the University of Oklahoma, Porter Moser. Oh, man. Yes, they do. A Chicago guy in St. Louis loves you. So you have so many St. Louis connections. A player in the Valley, a coach in the Valley twice. And of course, your connection with St. Louis University and the great Rick Majerus. I know you have so many memories here. I do. I, you know, I was watching all these great players and uh, coaches on the, on the highlights. I'm like, what are they going to have me for the I mean, the good guy award was my highlight. Like, carrying a bag of groceries for Sister Jean across the stage. <laughs> but, you know, then again, you know, basketball needs to be, stories need to be told. But yeah. also, you, you, I think, have done a wonderful job of explaining the game to fans, explaining the game to people, and your enthusiasm comes out across. I think that's why you won the award. It, it's not just because you deal with media well, it's because your basketball knowledge and language comes across very well to fans, that's why. 
Well, I, I actually love my time in St. Louis. This was probably the most therapeutic stop in my life, um, coming here, um, working for Coach Majerus here in the St. Louis community. But, you know, speaking, you know, just, I, I can't help but, like, my mind goes to something about, like, what Tommy said about the players and, and everything and talking about the Good Guy Award. You know, for Coach Cal to come for Oscar, I think that is, that is unbelievable. We're another Hall of Fame coach for Anissa. Where's Doug Bruno, the, the Hall of Fame coach of DePaul? Doug Bruno is, is, is the Hall of Fame coach, you know. Like, we're in a crazy busy time right now. And for these guys to come to represent, represent their players, that means they love them. But uh, that, I think just think that is what it, it's about in terms of being good guys and good people for your, for your own players as well. And for Barry Henson to make the trip oh from God. Oklahoma, I mean. <laughs> Where's Barry? <laughs> I, that, I mean, that was like a stand-up comic routine. I mean, I've, I've heard it. I've heard it in our Missouri Valley coaches' meetings forever because it, it, like, it was, and he's just a just a great ambassador. I still, I'm from Chicago. I don't know the punchline of that last joke about the mule. I just, <laughs> I'm from Chicago. I'm sorry. I don't. I, uh, you spent a great deal of time in your hometown at Loyola. We know the history. We followed you. We loved it. We loved every second of it. And then along came an opportunity, and one of the best guys, not only in sports, but just period, is Joe Castiglione. Oh, yeah. And you're at the University of Oklahoma. How are things going? No, it's great. I mean, I'm, I'm blessed. I love my, I, uh, I'm, I'm a lucky. I, I loved where I was at, and I love where I am. And uh, that's, that's, sometimes you don't get that, and I did. I had 10 years at Loyola and um, building that program up, and, you know, it's about leadership and who you're with. I mean, in all of our facets of working. We're all in different professions in here. And when you think about the true enjoyment, it's who you work with, you know, and your mission, where you're going. And Joe Castiglione is one of the best. I mean, what he's, what he's about, um, his vision and, and everything. So he's definitely, uh, I'm, I'm excited to work with him. How do you start with a program like that? You, you, you spent so much time at Loyola. How do you talk to your players initially and, and get things going the way you want them to go? Well, you've got to hit the transfer portal and get this 103-year-old nun to come with you. That's the first step. Um, but it, this, this, the, the, it, you know, for us, like when I got the job, it was in a pandemic and we had three players. We returned three players and there were three reserves and they were, they were great buying in. And, but it's just a different world we're in right now with the, with the transfer portal and all that. But it's still the same in terms of pouring into your players, you know, getting them better. And uh, you just, we're all in this, it's a different world with the transfer portal. Do you establish your style right away, regardless? I mean, you, you want to show how you coach basketball, but also your style of play, get it going right out of the gate? I mean, yes, absolutely. I mean, you, you want to do that. And, uh, but, you know, I remember coming here with Coach Majerus, and I, I literally have so many stories about Coach Majerus. I started, I started journaling. Because, you know, there's just so many funny stories. I actually lived at the MAAC for three years, or for three months. I did. I get the job. Coach Majerus got the job May 1st. He said, Porter, I, got four, I had four kids under eight at the time. And he goes, Porter, I got your room at the MAC. It's May 1st. We got you, I got you here till August. You can work and bring your family in August. I'm like, what? <laughs> so, like, I, I stayed here for three months. He, he kind of wanted me to be here working and grinding. But I thought the MAC was awesome. So, like, I had an unbelievable experience at this MAC, man. I just, I, I did. I did. It was, it was, it was kind of uh, deja vu walking in and seeing that court and going in there. And, uh, but it was, it was, it was great. I, I, so I, I actually started journaling and watching Majerus here. And he was so good about 
is still in like where he was. And I think that's a big key for all of us with this transfer portal is to stay true to who you want to coach. And, uh, you know, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be, you know, I told you I started journaling. I got like a hundred Majera stories. So I got to share one Majera story because every Absolutely. time I, I mean, I got a lot, <laughs> but um, in terms of, in terms of like recruiting who you want, I don't know if you remember, we, we, right when we got here, we, we had a couple, like one big man and we, he's like, it was like June. And coach is like, hey, Porter, we need to sign an all-league big guy. I'm like, no problem in June. They're all over the place. You know, so we, we signed a junior college player named Barry Eberhardt. And Barry Eberhardt was this, I don't know if you guys remember Barry, but Barry was, um, he was a junior college player from Coffeyville. He's from Detroit. And his upper body, he was, he was huge. He was like an Adonis. And coach had an affinity for post players. He just wanted, like he looked at Barry and he wanted him to be Charles Barkley. Barry wanted to be Larry Bird. He wanted to be on the perimeter shooting all the time. And uh, so they were going back and forth and it was probably February and they were just, they were, they, they, I mean, they loved each other off the court, but it was just a, a battle. So we're in a game and this just shows you about Coach Majerus with his, um, I gotta put this thing in there cause I gotta stand up to do this. <laughs> um, and we're in, a, we're in the middle of a game at Chaffetz Arena and him and Barry were going at it and Barry gets a loose ball. And he picks it up, it's like a 50-50 ball, and he picks it up and he starts dribbling it. And we're all like, oh, Barry, pass it, pass it. <laughs> Barry's dribbling it up, and we're like, pass it, Barry, don't give it. So he, he's dribbling up, and he's like a three-on-one, and he throws a behind-the-back pass. <laughs> and it sails over Kevin Lish, over the cheerleaders, <laughs> and into the crowd. And it was a media timeout. And Coach Majerus, he walked up and he kind of always, he goes, Barry, you're off the team. <laughs> <laughs> so we're like, it's, so Barry comes over to Al Jensen and I, and we're like, he's like, what should I do? Barry, you're not off the team. Just go to the end of the, uh, end of the event. <laughs> what, what did you learn from him, Coach Majerus? Um, what I learned from Coach Majerus, um, you know, he was to sit in a room and watch, like the attention to detail, first of all, he like he's, the attention to detail is just off the charts. Uh, to sit in a room with him, you know, he, he like he didn't have, you know, he just, he would just watch and, and, and like how his mind worked to the game plan. Um, I learned that uh, you had to get at Pappy's early because when the barbecue runs out, they're done. <laughs> Like, like we'd go with Coach Majerus. I always felt sorry for the people behind Coach Majerus in line. You're like, damn, when the barbecue's done, they close Pappy's. <laughs> Such a, I mean, he loved you, man. And, you know, there are so many great stories I know that you have that maybe we can, maybe we can share later. But I, I want, just in the interest of time, I want to circle back to Loyola. Did, what did you take with you from him to Loyola? And how did you do what you did? I mean, you Tremendous success. You know, I remember him um, writing me a, a handwritten letter and he just says, I know you want to win fast. And like we all, it's, it's, it's our profession. And he said, just like, do it with the kind of players you want to, like, like do it with the way you want to do it. And uh, you know, that's easier said than done because you need talent, you need players. You know, no one's gonna, I mean, I don't care what it is, you need, you need, you need the talent of players. And I thought we were, um, we were really intentional of recruiting winners. Uh, our final four team had seven state champions on that team. And I think that translates. Guys that have tasted that, that want to win, that it's, and it's with that. And, uh, you know, there's, there's a little bit of that. There's, there's a lot of luck. There's a, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say there isn't. There's, there's an intentionality. And, 
And, uh, and that was one of the reasons why I wanted to stay, too. And we stayed, and we were fortunate to go to the Sweet 16 last year. And, uh, but there was, there's, there's a, you know, a lot of people. You've got great assistant coaches. You've got great players to do it. We did at Loyola. And uh, just very, very blessed. And, I, and I, I really appreciate what Oscar said about his faith. I think that's awesome. And I know Coach Cal's faith. I've seen Coach Cal at churches sit in the back on the road and, and different things. And, you know, they ask things about what you're convicted on. Um, I'm a product. When I walked into St. Louis, um, I, was, I was at my low point in my life when I came into St. Louis, my professional life, my professional life. And I was able in four years at St. Louis to, you know, through faith, God having a plan to, you know, be convicted that there is a plan. And I got my confidence back. I got my faith back. I got um, my everything back in going to Loyola. So the conviction of your faith. So, Oxer, thank you for that. I appreciate your words on that. I guess just on that note, last thing, what is, what is your best day? It doesn't have to be the best day. But what is, like, the best day for okay, you? Okay, th this, is, this is crazy you said it. I have it. Um, so I was, the, I was named head coach at Arkansas Little Rock. I was named head coach at Arkansas Little Rock at 31. Thad Mata and I were the two youngest Division I head coaches at the time. And the Arkansas Little Rock Gazette did a, did a thing like, what's your favorite group? And I'm like, you too. And they're like, what's your favorite? They went, oh, what's your favorite color? And they go, all this thing. And they, go, they just asked me that exact same question. Wow. And I said, and it, I have it still, and at 31 years old, I said, I just think it would be cool in my professional life to, to, to be sitting there playing for the national championship with your family sitting right behind you. And I said that I didn't come from this huge tree. And I actually was, I'm the poster child for being, re, you know, to, to having a competitive reinvention with my career. I'm the poster child for that. And after having that said that, I sat there and we were playing Michigan in the final four and, our, and our, my family was sitting back there. So I didn't quite get that, not yet, not yet. But it was, uh, I just think enjoying your journey with your family is about as great as it gets. It's well said. I think, uh, I think we end with that. Our presenting sponsor is Gallagher. Our award winners, how about a round of applause for them? What a great night. Some of the best coaches, players in our game today, all in this room, the Missouri Athletic Club's Missouri Room, the USBWA, thank you. Thanks to all of our sponsors. And thank you, Brett Ledbetter, outstanding. How about a round of applause for him? We hope you have a great night, and we will see you very, very soon at Go Cardinals. That was the USBWA Awards, the Missouri Athletic Club, the final 20 minutes of it. John Calipari, Oscar Shibway, and Porter Moser, the Kentucky coach, the player of the year from Kentucky, and the Oklahoma coach, respectively, enjoyed that night at the MAC. When we come back, the president of baseball operations, the Missouri Athletic Club, has honored him before, and that is John Mosellock of the St. Louis Cardinals. He's next, live, right after this. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. 
It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. There's a high fly ball. Welcome back to the Meyer Jensen Sports on a Sunday morning. And it's a gutter. Big fly, Nolan Arenado. Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm. Because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. And the Billikens win this one. Touchdown, Kansas City. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. He twirls the bat, waiting for Gallegos. A lead at first for Adamas. From the stretch. The pitch on the way. Telez hits a ground ball to the second baseman. Tommy Edmond throws to second to get one on to first. It's a double play and a Redbird winner. Indeed, great win yesterday for the Cardinals. 2-1 to one over the Milwaukee Brewers from the Stiefel Sports Studio. Tom Ackerman, downtown St. Louis, sports on a Sunday morning. Joined now by a man who I... Bet I'm gonna guess had a little fist pump on that one. That's President of Baseball <laughs> Operations, John Mosellock. That was a great double play right there. How are you? Happy Easter. Happy Easter to you. Good morning. Good morning. That was a fun play, wasn't it? Arenado making the turn there at second base. Obviously, uh to get out of there with a two one victory um was awesome. And you know, it was just a sort of an interesting game in the sense of timely hitting. Uh Great starting pitching by Matt that led to a strong performance by our bullpen. And so, you know, when you look at the last week and a half of baseball, we've seen a little bit of everything from the Cardinals. We've seen some offense or power from our offense. We've seen uh, some good starting pitching, strong bullpen, and, you know, overall feel pretty good about where we are. Yeah, you've had a couple of opening days, a couple of rainouts, a couple of managers. <laughs> you've had a little bit of everything, haven't you? Uh, what, a, what a start, five and two. Yeah, it's it's uh it's it's nice to see. I mean, obviously it's a tough place to play up there and uh you know, to get out of there today with a win would be a a really nice uh sort of beginning to our season. So, you know, fingers crossed things go well today. And it's it's just been a, a really kind of a fun team to watch in the sense that we've gotten contributions from just about everyone at at some point in the early part of this season and you know, I think uh even something like where you're getting to see like a Kisner play a little bit more regularly and, and, and watching him from an offensive standpoint, I think that was the one thing that we were kind of hoping we'd see again, because when he came up in the minor leagues, he was somebody that I think was more defined by his offensive upside than really just his, his defense. So that's been uh, exciting to see early on and, and hopefully he can just keep building on that. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I've really been impressed with kids and, and I talked to Ollie Marmel about this last hour on the show and suggested that with Molina and Pujols getting a later start at spring training, that's going to be a factor in terms of playing time availability and health. And he, he agreed with that. Uh, do you, do you see it that way as well? Well, I do. Um, obviously it was an abbreviated camp for, for many. Um, but obviously uh, both those guys were late in terms of joining us. And so just trying to make sure that we protect them 
you know, especially the catching position, it's, it's so demanding. And um, obviously we went into this year knowing kids was going to play a little bit more, but even with the late arrival, I think, you know, Ollie's having to juggle playing time and be a little bit more judicious in how he thinks about, um, um, you know, pairing them up and, and allowing each guy to sort of take that next step forward, not only from just pure playing standpoint, but from a health standpoint and making sure that, you know, we're putting Yachty in a position where he's feeling good about where he's at. Uh, another thing I talked to Ali about was he's had a lot of big decisions already, but that was one of the bigger ones, I would say, last night. or You know, you're talking about a big situation, ninth inning. Gio is out there, got out of the eighth, working the ninth. Lefty coming up. He has McFarlane warm, but he goes with Gio. And I, I truly believe this. I think he felt like he probably could have gone either way there. Uh, feels good about both pitchers, but he stuck with Gallegos, didn't he? John Moselock and, and Gio made sure that opportunity was a, a great finish for him. Yeah, and I think in, in, in Gio's case, I mean, when you look at him, he's not splitty. He's someone that can you know, get both right and left-handers out equally. Um, you know, I think the confidence we have in him is, is very high. And, you know, ultimately right now, when you look at our bullpen, how it sets up, I think he's definitely trying to leverage either either Gio or um, Cabrera in those spots. And so, you know, I think it's one of those situations where, you know, he's going to look at the most high leverage situations and try to allow his, his top relievers to get those spots. I'll be curious to see, of course, what happens uh, moving forward today if if Dakota Hudson doesn't go deep into the game, how that bullpen looks. And one of those factors so far – uh, in terms of depth, has been Jordan Hicks. Goodness, he came out great. And then, you know, if he doesn't pitch today, I would assume he's in line for a start. Nice situation there. So far, so good with Jordan Hicks. Yeah, our schedule's been so erratic in the sense of you mentioned the two rainouts early on. We're off tomorrow. It's you know, first off, I'm glad we're just playing because we've we've got to get into that regular routine. And I think you know, the first you know two weeks of the season, we just really haven't been able to do that. And, and so that's encouraging to see. And then, you know, as you think about where we are in terms of rotation, where we are with getting our, our pitchers work, I mean, look, Verhagen didn't get into a game until just two days ago. And, and so, you know, trying to make sure we're getting the people the right work for preparing for the long season has been, a, I think, really a tricky part for both Ollie and Mad Dog. But, you know, in terms of, of how today shakes out, here's what I hope. I hope Hudson goes deep. And then I hope we have to worry about getting more innings down the road for someone else later. But that's what I hope. Yeah, you had a a big performance uh, on Saturday, of course, the the pitching, as we mentioned. But then on Friday, that was also a really nice day for you. And uh, Ollie was quick to point out also, as I'm sure you would, the contributions off the bench. I mean, to have Newt Barr, to have Sosa. uh, And you also have had some good bullpen work, uh, young players like Palante coming out there and showing what they can do. Well, I think the, the, the inconsistency of our schedule, again, pointing to those rainouts, has been really hard on, on thinking about your lineup because the, the, your regulars are rested, and but you're still trying to figure out a way to get new some at-bats. You're trying to get Sosa in there. Um, obviously, even someone like a Dickerson probably hasn't seen the at-bats he kind of expected. And so as you're thinking about all of these things, you're trying to balance that out and, and trying to keep guys fresh. So 
it's nice that we're playing under a roof today. It's nice that we're going to Miami where we'll have a roof. So we know we're going to be able to play. And I think that's, that's really critical just to get us going. Cause as you know, the, the month of April, um, even in May, weather can be a little bit tricky. And so getting as much baseball in as we can right now is, is really important to our success. Speaking of depth, I can't help but keep an eye on Memphis and what's happening there. I don't know how close people have been paying attention with the Cardinals uh, grabbing all the headlines, rightfully so, at 5-2 and two and off to a good start. But this Memphis team, even though they lost yesterday 12-5, they are killing the ball. I mean, they hit four home runs yesterday. They are just crushing it right now. And Nolan Gorman's had five home runs in his last five games. Uh, he came out of spring training a little bit of a stiff lower back, right, Mo? And and a little bit of a struggle at the plate just to get timing down. But looks like he's got it now. Yeah, he seems to be doing a, a really nice job at the plate, um, which is great to see. And, and to your point, I mean, there, there, there's a lot of guys on that team hitting right now. And, you know, you think about, like, what Burleson's doing – Baker went deep yesterday. Um, Yepes is swinging the bat, and that's encouraging. I mean, obviously, when you when you look at how we're set up now with the DH, you want somebody to to sort of emerge from that group that that proves they can be that sort of everyday type hitter, even a middle of the lineup type hitter. And I know that's saying a lot when you have a, a Goldie and uh, um, <laughs> Nolan in your lineup, but and O'Neill. But it's still kind of exciting to see what you're seeing down there. And uh, I, I think that's uh, good news for us. And even when you, you know, poke your head down to like double A, uh, you know, Walker, very young player playing at double A and, and, and having a, a very positive performance early on. So we really like what we're seeing down in our minor leagues. Um, I don't know if you pay much attention to even like um, Peoria, but McGreevy's throwing the ball really well. And, and so, you know, fingers crossed that that just continues. Yeah, it was nice to see as well. Well, I, I love that update on the minors from your perspective. I, I appreciate the fact that your team has been able to play. You made the great point about being under a roof if they need to be. So let's get some games uh, going here. And today we got a one ten game, twelve fifteen pregame. Love to spend these 10 minutes with John Mosaloc on Sundays. Thank you very much for doing it, and good luck today. All right, thank you, and happy Easter. Happy Easter to you. There's the president of baseball operations, John Mosaloc, with us on KMOX. Cardinals off to a very nice start. It's Hudson pitching today against Ashby, and we have it for you again at 110. We'll take a quick timeout. When we come back, we'll update you on what else is happening around Major League Baseball and the NBA and NASCAR and PGA Tour and NHL. It is that time of year, man. Let's go. Sports on a Sunday morning. Stiefel Sports Studio, KMOX. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. 
There's a high fly ball. Welcome back to the Meyer Jensen Sports on a Sunday morning. And it's a gutter. Big fly, Nolan Arenado. Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm. Because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. And the Billikens win this one. Touchdown, Kansas City. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Great to visit with John Mosaloc right there. As always, you can go and use the Odyssey app to rewind anywhere on the show, starting with 10.05, our opening headlines. We had Ollie Marmel live from Milwaukee at 10.15. Great stuff from him. Darren Pang talked about the Blues. Rebecca Tillett, the SLU women's coach, followed him. And the 11 o'clock hour, we heard a good 20-minute piece of the USBWA Awards, the Missouri Athletic Club, with John Calipari, Oscar Shibway, and Porter Moser. So we've had some show here on Easter Sunday. Happy Easter, folks. And let's turn our attention now, before we circle back to baseball, and we will, uh, to what's happening in the NBA, the PGA Tour, and NASCAR. Let me start with the NBA playoffs. And the closest, what's the closest playoff team to home here, James? I would say the Memphis Grizzlies. If you wanted to pull for somebody, Indianapolis uh, is a good basketball town, but the, the team we're looking at here very closely is the Memphis Grizzlies. I think they've got a shot here. Really good basketball team. They're the number two seed in the Western Conference. The problem is they just gave up 130 points. 130 points in a basketball game. I don't care what level you're at. uh, That's a lot. (laughs) So they're going to have to figure out a way to lock down, and that's the Minnesota Timberwolves. Put it on them yesterday, 130 to 117. Anthony Edwards with 36. Carl Anthony Towns had a double-double, and the Wolves beat the Grizzlies 130-117. to Towns had 29 points and 13 rebounds. Minnesota opened with a 9-2 run, led by as many as 13 in the opening half, and they won the ball game 130-117. to Other NBA playoff openers, Golden State beat Denver 123-107. What's with all the high-scoring games? Steph Curry, 16 points off the bench. Curry, 21 minutes in his first action since missing a month with a sprained ligament in his left foot. Shot the ball pretty well off the bench. Curry's availability was what it was. He did not start the game. Jordan Poole continued to draw the starting assignment. He scored a team-high 30, but Curry with a key 16 off the bench as the Nuggets lost by 16, 123-107. to The Jazz eked out a 99-93 win over Dallas. Donovan Mitchell... Scored 30 of his 32 in the second half as Utah gets a win. The 76ers dumped the Raptors 131-111. A playoff career high 38 points for Tyrese Maxey for the Philadelphia 76ers as they win by 20. Checking the PGA Tour, Harold Varner III. I really like him. One of my favorite players on tour. He shot an 8-under 63 in the third round, took a one-shot lead at the RBC Heritage. Varner was up on the leaderboard pretty high during the Masters last weekend. He was in the top 10 there for quite a while, and then he faded towards the end. But he shot an 8-under 63 yesterday. He had eight birdies in a bogey-free round at Hilton Head, South Carolina, to match Cameron Young's opening score, the lowest at Harbortown Golf Links this week. Varner 11-under overall. He is seeking his first PGA Tour victory, and I think he's an easy one to root for. Just a, a good guy, popular player on tour, really like him. Harold Varner III has the lead, a one-shot lead, at the RBC Heritage. 
We'll keep an eye on that. Well, you know, we talked about the great television watching today on Easter Sunday. You got the Cardinals and the the they're on radio, of course, but the Cardinals and Blues are back to back on Valley Sports Midwest. I always encourage people to have the game on both. Have the have the Cardinals game on the radio. Then you can move around the house and you always know what's going on. If you want to see a play, you can go in front of the TV and watch it. Uh, but as for the golf, the RBC Heritage is just about to get underway on the golf channel. That'll be at noon and then at two o'clock. CBS will have the rest of the final round coverage. And as for NASCAR, we're looking at Bristol as Cole Custer won the first poll of his career yesterday, a formula designed for qualifying via heat races at a dirt-covered Bristol Motor Speedway. It's a very rare Easter Sunday race for NASCAR. It was specifically scheduled for Fox Sports to try to capitalize on a holiday audience the way NFL and NBA do on Thanksgiving and Christmas. NASCAR's taking new routes here to try to gain audience. They want casual sports fans. And one of the things they did was put a race in St. Louis. And that is going to be quite a scene on June 5th, the Enjoy Illinois 300 at Worldwide Technology Raceway. And NASCAR is trying to grab your attention. And now they're doing it with this holiday race today. I think it's going to be very interesting that race, again, on a dirt track at Bristol, and that one won't start until tonight. So you've got some great, great viewing today. You have baseball, you have hockey, you have racing on dirt tonight on Fox 2. Good, good stuff. Of course, KMOX will be all over it today with Cardinal Baseball coming up here at 12.15. We'll take on that note a quick break. When we come back, we'll update you on Major League Baseball. And then after the new news, turn things over to Joe Pott at Cardinals Nation inside Ballpark Village. Tom Ackerman with you. It's 11.50. It is sports on a Sunday morning on KMOX. To the Meyer Jensen Sports on a Sunday morning. And it's a gutter. Big fly, Nolan Jensen, a personal injury law firm, because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. And the Billikens win this one. Touchdown, Kansas City! On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Did you see what happened to my man Ben Fredrickson, the post-dispatch yesterday? After the game, got stuck on the elevator on his way down to the cl- to the dressing room. Oh, by the way, he wasn't by himself. Jim Thomas of the Post-Dispatch was on there. Tom Timmerman of the Post-Dispatch was on there. Luke Korak of NHL.com was on there. Jeremy Rutherford of The Athletic was on there. Uh, they were all on there. All the writers. That's one way. Now, if you lost the game, that you could you know, tell the elevator operator to, to stop and just get out of there without having to explain yourself to the reporters. That was a great win. I mean, if you want to tell your story there. No, really, in, in all seriousness, they had that elevator got stuck. Uh, AP writer Joe Harris was on there as well. Eventually, they got the thing going, and eventually they were able to get uh, the group of 11 people on that elevator. Those elevators are huge now uh, at Enterprise Center. They're like big cargo elevators. They take up dumpsters. uh, They take up food. They take up people. uh, And they are, I'm assuming they've been upgraded but they get stuck every once in a while, and they were stuck for quite a while. Good column from Ben Fredrickson in the Post-Dispatch, but I I saw his Twitter updates yesterday shortly after that was taking place. I saw his live play-by-play of the uh, elevator getting stuck, if you want to get into all that. Blues play today at 5 at Nashville. 
They are in the playoffs. They did that yesterday, qualifying with a win over Minnesota 6-5 in overtime. The Cardinals play today at 110-1215 pregame against the Milwaukee Brewers. A couple of things that have just come across today's game between the Royals and Tigers in Kansas City has been postponed. The game has been rescheduled as part of a split doubleheader on Monday, July 11th. Tigers won two of the first three games of that series, but this game has been postponed. Cardinals know all about that. They've had two games postponed already, one against the Royals and one against the Pirates. Elsewhere in baseball today, some of the things we'll be keeping an eye on. Number one, the Cardinals are in first place in the National League Central after one week. They are 5-2, and two, and they have a record that is clear of the field in the Central by a game and a half. Cubs are 4-4, four and four, Pirates are 4-4. Four and four. Some of the games today we'll be keeping an eye on. The Pirates play the Nationals at 12-35. That is happening today. Also in the National League, the Diamondbacks, who finally got a win against New York. They had lost 11 in a row at City Field. They play the Mets there today at 12-40. The Giants in an interleague game against the Guardians at 12-40. Giants' best record in the National League so far. They're 6-2. and two. They're really good. Uh, the Phillies play the Marlins at 12:40. Also in the National League, the Cubs visit the Rockies. They're six and two. That's a 2:10 start for the Cubs and the Rockies. Reds and Dodgers at 3:10. Braves and Padres at 6:08 tonight. Thanks to James O'Sullivan, Tom Ackerman on KMOX. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.